1: Welcome in to the best in paranormal programming. This is Darkness Radio. I'm your host Tim Dennis. We have a great show in store for you today, folks. If you remember when we had Adam Barry on recently, we were talking about the Estes method. He was talking about a case they had on on the show where they had reunited a mother and a daughter. And if you remember the case correctly, uh, the mother had ascended to what she had believed was heaven. Her daughter was earthbound. And through the Estes method, they brought together the mother and the daughter. And the two were able to communicate. The mother had indicated that the daughter had committed suicide. It was kind of a touchy subject. The daughter had told the mother how lonely she was. The mother had said even though she was disappointed in the daughter, she still loved her and had missed her. And they had reconciled their differences through this Estes method. And and it's in um, Adam's new book, Goodbye, Hello, which again, I encourage you to go out and and get. It's a very good book. Today, we're going to bring in a guest, Nicole Tito, who has a new book out there, Ghostly Voices. We're going to talk about the Estes method and exactly how to go about the Estes method in investigating. Some of you may be very well versed in the Estes method and used it in your investigations. Others, such as myself, have never used the Estes method. Now, keep in mind, I haven't been out on an active investigation in a couple of years due to my charcoal foot. So, for me, I've never used the Estes method in the field. I've seen it used on television, much like with Amy and Adam, and been intrigued about using it in the field, but never really been able to use it. So I figured let's bring in Nicole and talk to her personally about exactly how this works in the field. Let's listen to some of the examples of it and get a good idea of that plus get a good idea of what she does in the Chicagoland area with her group. Uh, Nicole Tito is a paranormal investigator, author and creator of the ghostlyvoices.com that's ghostly-voices.com website. Uh, she has been investigating the paranormal for over 20 years participating in over 100 investigations across the United States. She grew up on the south side of Chicago surrounded by famous ghost stories including Resurrection Mary and Bachelor's Grove tales. During investigation, Nicole loves collecting audio evidence, focusing on EDP and Estes methods uh, sessions. When she isn't ghost hunting, Nicole works as a project manager and holds a DPT from Northwestern University and an MBA from Missouri State. She resides in the Chicago suburbs with her husband and two children. Let's bring in right now to Darkness Radio, Nicole Tito. Hi, Nicole. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me thank you for being <laughs> here we we greatly appreciate you being here let's start it off slow I want to uh, <laughs> I want to get into exactly where the inspiration for the paranormal begins I take it it begins young like a oh, lot yes. of us uh, yes. where was your your first uh, experience and inspiration for the paranormal
0: I'd say more like the inspiration of I'm from the south side of chicago resurrection mary as a lot of people know my family is actually buried in that cemetery really so just, i mean, so we'd always be visiting there and my dad would tell tales and point out where the bars were moved and things like that and drive along archer so even at a young age i was always intrigued and then of course unsolved mysteries loved that as a kid mm-hmm. and then just i just remember going to the library and taking out as many haunted books as i can and being in chicago i had a lot of people i mean i had ursula wrote a lot of books troy taylor as well dale Yeah. So i'd go grab their books and read them as much as i could growing up and that just kind of that's what really inspired me i, I wouldn't say i really had an experience so probably more so when it, once i started doing ghost hunts.
1: okay now you've had the good fortune of being under the learning tree with dale dale kasmiric and also with Rosemary Ellen Kylie. Yep. I mean, that's both of them. That's some pretty big hitters <laughs> yeah. right there. That's not, yeah, I mean, yeah. I
0: was, I was in Dale's group and I, I dedicate part of the book to him. I always say he taught us the right way. Everyone who's been in his group. I mean, he really makes us learn how to do it. Use a lot of equipment and really write down, like, you know, when you walk into a location, what are you feeling? What's the what's the atmosphere like? Are you getting any hits on your EMF? Is it natural? Is it something to be explained? And I, I do thank him for that because I feel like it helps me prepare for an investigation, especially when you're doing private ones with, with people that might not know these things and are having a lot of turmoil. And you're trying to go in there and solve a problem for them, essentially, because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like living in haunted houses.
1: That's true. It's very true. Let me ask you this, Nicole, because, you know, there are I don't want to say they're few and far between really good investigators or great investigators. But but when you have a good resource like Dale, who's who's training or trying to train, you can only train so many people throughout a lifetime and do it well and and turn out very good investigators. Um, Where does the next crop come from? Because I'll tell you this much. You know, we, we, we have a kind of a weird thing going on i mean it used to be paranormal tv would would kind of start the interest for people at least for the last 10 15 years 20 years almost now um it would start that interest for people and then people would reach out to local groups and they would they would find somebody who would either train them right or train them not so right and then they would learn different True. and then they kind of fumbled around and then get that training or they'd come to a conference and they'd meet the people that they saw on TV and then maybe they'd meet somebody from a local group or it, something would happen along that way. Where do people go now that those investigators are slowly being pulled off TV?
0: I really think people are, are going to YouTube and TikTok, which, I mean, I, I feel the emergence of social media, obviously, across platforms. And I remember something Rosemary Ellen Galley told me years ago that it comes in waves. So she's like, you know, ghosts might be popular for a couple of years and it's more crypto and it's UFOs. I, I, I feel like. Ghosts aren't as popular right now and it, it is more of the crypto. But again, I think people are turning more towards YouTube, but. I always welcome if people have questions that come to like my website or reach out to me. Cause like, I want to explain what I do and if somebody has a better way of doing it or a different way, like with Estes, you Mm -hmm. can do it so many different ways. Let's let's like share our ideas and see what we come up with. Cause I do agree. I think it is harder to find groups and talk to people. And I think COVID just made it worse for people, you know, trying to connect and travel and things like that. It's just harder now. And, I don't know if people are just more afraid to reach out to others.
1: That's a good point. Now, how did COVID yeah. change, change how we investigate, even post-COVID? How, does, how has it changed how we investigate even now?
0: Now, for us, interesting enough, uh, COVID hit and... I I actually had a newborn, so I wasn't going to be doing too much investigation anyway. But uh, I call it my EVP partner in crime, Lisa Crick. She decided to do a remote Estes with us. So she traveled to the haunted location. We stood at home. We live streamed it on our TV, filmed it. And while she was in the haunted location, she was doing Estes with another person. I was doing Estes at home and it kind of worked out we were essentially talking to each other hundreds of miles away so i mean there's the potential for people to do it remotely um or just i mean i i'm not sure you know like i always try to say you know in my book i say if you can i feel like private investigations yield better results because you can kind of control the energy Mm -hmm. of of your of your people Mm -hmm. um and i say you know i understand people with COVID. you know if you could afford a private investigation, I would still like highly recommend it. Just just reach, just reach out to places. A lot of places will be willing as long as you're respectful.
1: I did notice in the book that you you kind of, I don't want to say tamp down the excitement for public investigations, but you do kind of tell, <laughs> tell investigators, I do. I really, I do. especially new investigators, <laughs> that maybe you should eschew public investigations because you're not going to get that that um controlled environment is that a good way of putting it
0: yeah and and because i trust the people i investigate with so if Mm -hmm. you go to a location for example i went to mansfield years ago with with my husband and another investigator on our team jim williams they had never been there Mm -hmm. i had been there probably that was my fifth time we did a public because we didn't have enough people to go at that time okay and no pun intended it was dead but when we went i felt like the public investigated, a lot of the people were being disrespectful. People were, like, yelling, kicking things, screaming. So, I'm like, I feel like that can change the energy. If I was a spirit, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to come talk to you. I mean, I'd be like, all right, I'm out. So, I understand money is an issue, and a lot of places are extremely expensive to rent on your own. But I just feel like you get more out of it if you can do it private.
1: Sure, sure. And, yeah. and I understand that, too. Yeah, it, you get the results you want to get by surrounding yourself with the energy you want. And that's, that's understandable for a lot of people though. And especially I think for those just starting out in the field, it may not be, you know, quite doable mm-hmm. to, to, to put those funds together or to get those people together. Um, and a lot of times too, I think for groups that are first starting out or for people first starting out, they may not know their way. So maybe they want those people True. there that will show them the way and um, at least for the first couple of times that they're investigating. True. So,
0: and even if you do a private investigation, a lot of times if you reach out ahead of time, you can see if maybe they'll have a staff member that will be with you the true. whole time. And if true. not, you know, would that be possible? Because I feel like a lot of the volunteers at these locations um, do them do it on their own hours for the love of the location, and they would be glad to show you around. And I, I applaud people that volunteer, because I know numerous people spend hours and hours volunteering to keep these old places going
1: yeah very true very yeah. true and that that is the important part is that these these old locations do keep going i mean that's the that's the main part of it that that we keep them going um there are a lot of locations that especially after covid were in a, a lot of trouble uh because they they didn't have any patronage for for that mm-hmm. amount of time so that that is important um so let me talk a little bit about your group let's talk a bit about your group who's in your group and uh, how it formed
0: sure so i'm part of the american spectral society and we formed back gosh in 2013 so yeah 10 years (laughs) um and it's just we're kind of just a loose group of friends all around the country that get together um we've known each other for years like i said i've been investigating for like 20 years and I feel like I was just looking at most of the group has been around like 15 years plus. Um, we have one member, Jim Grachek, who is in the Illinois area. He's been 27 years. So we just kind of formed because unfortunately, like, as I got older, I wasn't able to travel as much and commit to like doing, you know, weekly investigations and things like that. So we decided to put together a group where, Hey, if you could come with us, it's great. If you can't maybe the next investigation, um, And I decided to house all of our evidence on ghostly-voices.com. Okay. So that's where, that's where the website came. So my goal is to share what I got, see what people think, um, has all my audio on there. I do have some pictures, not as much, I'm more audio evidence and we have a couple of videos and, you know, contact me through there as well. So, I mean, some people on my team, I work closely with Lisa Crick and she's down now in Georgia, but. I that's why i really say once you even if you're newer if you start to develop relationships with people investigating and it works well you know stay with them still connect with them because i mm-hmm. feel like it's important if you mesh well with others on your team and you trust them mm-hmm. i feel like the evidence just flows and the investigations are a lot more successful um i don't work well with my husband with Estes if me and him are under listening really it doesn't work well no really no his friend jim yeah. and him they go back from kindergarten they get stuff perfectly but so it's like i feel like sometimes it's trial and error so don't get frustrated whatever method you're using like it might not work well so it's it's just interesting like even my husband he doesn't yeah. really get evps he, he doesn't really sit quietly sometimes so i'm like leave like i'm doing wow. an evp session needs to be quiet yeah oh um, yeah. like controlled i'm like okay i'm gonna leave So I think it's just kind of like that ebb and flow who you work well with sometimes that you get more evidence.
1: Well, uh, okay. So there's some interesting things in the book that, that going through it and reading it, I, I, I'm interested in asking you about And (laughs) Let's talk about EVPs for a second, because uh, I come, I come up and come from an era where Mark and Debbie Constantino, we talked about, you know, two-minute quick sweeps of evp or doing quick sweeps of evp trying not to tire out a spirit so to speak um you know doing quick bursts mm-hmm. of of uh, of evp sessions uh in the book you say well don't do a session any longer than 15 minutes um, and and letting a recorder sit, and to me that seems like if you if you pick up a recorder, that's first of all that's a lot of review. I, I, oh, that is yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of review. Um, but two, and and just humor me here for a second, Nicole. <laughs> um, I understand you want to get every last bit of what you're putting out there, or what may possibly put, be put out there, but. When is enough recording time enough recording time, I guess, is the question.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So, the first part with the two minutes, I will agree. Now, it's funny because I got asked this a while ago, too. Like, when the timestamp of my recordings, like the EVPs I captured. Now I really want to go back and I don't know if I'd be able to do this, but like the project manager and me create some spreadsheet to see when I exactly captured them. Cause I will say I I probably captured all my best EVPs in the first five minutes of a session. Mm -hmm. So I agree with them in that. Um, 15 minutes. I I feel like sometimes a place needs to open up and warm up to you. And I feel like maybe that five minute buffer and just depending on, the reason why I'll walk into a room, hit my recorder, I'll open the session up, tag everything, and I might be doing something else. So, like, I still have it running. So, by the time I settle down, it's probably a good four or five minutes. Um, second part of the question, I know I forgot. Oh, when is too much, too much? Yeah. that that's, <laughs> That is a good, I mean, because you have to re-listen to everything that you potentially record. Mm-hmm. The reason I've been having um, recorders record for a longer amount of time is and this is in the book as well i've been getting the screen the strange screech that's been following us and a lot of the times it's happening when we're not in the location we're not in that like specific location okay. um and frankly i'll throw my audio up on my my wave pad and i'll look for like spikes mm-hmm. in the frequency if i know i won't have enough time to re-listen to everything okay. so i mean there's pros and cons i mean if you have it running all night you might not be able to essentially like know if somebody walked in and out. So that's why I always tell everybody where my recorder is to tag yourself. But I mean, to each its own, if you know, you don't like to review evidence, then don't that's everybody record and listen to the evidence. If you want to go in there and experience it, that's fine. Um, I think it's kind of like to each its own, but I don't mind listening to ours. No, of evidence. I, I hear you. Right. <laughs> and, and you brought up, an and, when, interesting... yeah, and I don't, I mean, to me, I, I feel like, and I feel like it's like the project manager of me. I like to take all the data I could get and then kind of come up and like, see if there's any correlations, kind of digest it, see if any everything aligns and then put it out for the public to hear.
1: I guess the one thing I would bring up is, is if you have hours and hours of audio out there, and like you said, the more audio that's out there, the less controllable the the factors that that come into play. Mm-hmm. Potentially.
0: Yeah, so, especially in a, in a public. Like in a public investigation, I don't think I would ever... No, no, no. I don't think I've ever had a rec- recorder running, like ever.
1: No, this is not a private, not not a public. Correct. Um, yep. Yep. But even in a private investigation, although I'll, I'll give you the exception. I don't know if you've ever heard Stacey Jones's... Um, it's like a what is it? A 37 or 45 minute audio EVP. It's just, a, I've heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's disturbing. And mm-hmm. it's, it's that rape scene in a, in a stairwell, um, which is, is a residual haunting, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's blood curdling is what it is. Um, but the only way to catch that is to leave a recorder in that stairwell and get it and, and mm-hmm. to do that and leave it for a long period of time. So yes, there is a, there is a reason to leave a recorder somewhere for that um, amount of time i get that um but to for most i mean if if you're looking just for a disembodied spirit to interact with you do you need to go longer than 10 minutes
0: i don't think so unless it's active and by active i mean is if you can detect a change in the environment. If something's happening, maybe you feel something, maybe the temperature's changing. Um, If you have a few gadgets, maybe like your EMF's going off. In that case, I might stick around a little bit longer because you might not hear it. Like, you know, with an EVP, you might not hear it, but something might be going on. And if your equipment or or your internal radar is going, oh, something's going on, I might stay a little bit longer. Um, I usually say the 15 minute mark, that's just kind of what's worked for me. And again that's why i like i like ghost honey do what works for you if you could be like debbie and do the two minutes like they used to do yeah and you can you can hit a lot more locations which is is true and especially if you're in a huge space like waverly your time is limited so if you could do those two minute bursts and get to another one yeah you know more power to you yeah if you could catch things
1: one of the great tips you have in the book and i think a lot of people don't do this enough uh, set your recorder down. A lot of people put it, you know, they've got it in their hand, they're waving it around. I even saw one person take and put it up to, put it up to an air vent. I don't know what that was about. Um, Oh wow. It was the air vent. Don't tell me it was on. Yes, it was on. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the, the, just the waving it waving it around and, and looking for, looking for spirits with a with a recorder I don't get what that what that's about I also people see people do that with their with their uh, k2 meters
0: oh yeah that's they, gonna go off yeah
1: yeah and I saw somebody walk right up to um, I saw somebody walk up to a transformer once with a k2 meter and I'm like you're gonna you're gonna get a spike
0: <laughs> blow up no, I'm
1: kidding. that was that that was that first Avenue somebody walked up to a, a transformer that was leaking with a k2 meter and went like this and said I think there's something there yeah, it's a transformer that's leaking. Um yeah, it wasn't very smart. uh yeah, that's,
0: that's like a pet peeve of a vibe, yeah. And And now i have to put up clips because i've fooled around just to see and you can get some strange noises waving it around so i got to put that on like my debunking page um especially my older model my my older sony recorder was very sensitive if you waved it around yes it sounds it sounds like like a
1: growl
2: yeah so
0: just set it down if you you know set it down when if you can safely
1: yes Um, yeah well you almost have to and and yes. it's almost better to if you're going to do an EVP session set it in the middle of a circle with a bunch of you and ask Correct. questions than because the the microphone is more sensitive than you think it is it'll pick Correct. up a whisper before it'll pick up a holler and to set it in the middle of that circle rather than pick it up and run it around the room because that's not going to that's not going to do anything Ooh. but just get you trouble
0: yeah, and you could drop it. I mean, if you drop it, then you might be out of a recorder.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, very true. Yeah, it does break. <laughs> it does break rather easily. Um, the let me ask you about the the romance of audio over video. I understand it, but a lot of people don't. What is it about audio that that draws you in over video?
0: That's a great question. I mean, could I be frank now? <laughs> sure. No, go ahead. I mean, yeah, video. For some reason, I think spirits are able to communicate easier over audio. I don't know why. I don't claim to be an expert. I feel like I get more things with audio, and I don't know why. Um, with video, I, I gosh, I've done it in the past when I was with Dale's group. I mean, we would take a lot of video, and we would be reviewing it in his basement for hours at end. And it's it's hard. I mean, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, video. I think to review is a, a lot harder than audio. It's time consuming. It's it's just hard to watch a screen that's not changing, um, for hours at a time. I, I just naturally, cause I feel like I was getting stuff and connecting to spirits somehow. So I navigated to audio. Um, and that's just, yeah, that's just kind of it. So again, I don't claim to be an expert. It's just the way I like to, to go and I like to just sit down and start talking with the spirit and it's mobile. I could kind of grab my recorder, go set up, do what I have to go to another location instead of lugging around you know, I know cameras are small nowadays, but yeah, do you, my old Sony Night Shot? I had to change the disc, you know, every yes. what, thirty-five minutes. Gosh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a pain. Uh, <laughs> do you feel that audio maybe operates at a wavelength that the other side operates closer to, and maybe it's just easier to communicate with an audio device than a video device?
0: I think so. I mean, I, mean, I really do. I, I, I mean, you're the audio. You're an audio expert. It's something. It's like some way they're able to manipulate it um, in a way i I don't know how it, yeah, yeah
1: it, it, I think yeah. if we knew the answer, it'd be easier to break <laughs> over to the other side and say hi, right
0: uh, I mean oh, that, definitely
1: that was the the basis of the spirit com was was that it would you know it, it'd be easier to go back and forth and talk back and forth by using a, a radio transmitter um. Unfortunately, those uh, the only one who's been able to somewhat try to replicate it, replicate it is Bill Chapel, mm-hmm. uh, and even he uh, got a little frustrated with it. So, um, I find it uh, interesting though that in the book you do bring up the the video side of it, and you bring up the different spectrums of camera. I want to ask you, in your opinion, do you feel that one spectrum over another is easier to get any type of apparition?
0: Ooh. And I'll be honest, we haven't gotten much on video. Um, some of the best evidence on video was captured on the Sony NightShot, and it was by Jim Grachek in our group full spectrum. I'll be honest. We really only haven't got, we've gotten one questionable photo probably in the last couple of years. It was at a private location up in, uh, I probably shouldn't say up in Northern Wisconsin. I'll say that it was, okay. it, it was in a barn. Um, that we can't explain so i'm not very lucky with video so i mm-hmm. i don't know uh, we've gotten hits on like that we use the Kinect hack for like the xbox we yeah. don't have an sls camera we've gotten hits on that at different locations but i'm still on the fence with that i've had a lot of people tell me they don't like it and people that are really reputable saying there's too many false there's too many false positives yeah so i'm still kind of well, let's, talk about, that. let's <laughs> talk
1: about that for a minute, because I've seen some things even with an SLS camera that I don't know that I believe. Um, to you, do you feel that it's more of a toy than it is an investigative tool? Or do you feel that there's credence to that investigative tool?
0: We've used the Xbox Connect not a lot because we had it set up. It was very Cumbersome. Now, my husband has literally just made it mobile the last year, so I'm going to try to use it a little bit more mm-hmm. so he has it. You could walk around with it because I don't feel like paying for an SLS camera. I'll be honest. I'm not going to drop a couple hundred more than that um, for something. I'm not sure. I don't know yet. I, yeah. I, I mean, I see really good clips from people, but I'm like... Uh, I know the couple times that we've captured things, other stuff was going on. Like our, our meters were going off. Um, one was at a private investigation at a school in indiana and there were some other strange things happening where the figure was appearing next to somebody investigating that um that i'm like okay this is kind of weird but i'll say uh craig talisha who in in the book he actually wrote one of his own books called strange frequencies and he created one of our audio devices that we started using he's so anti he's like you need to stop using that <laughs> he's like you know <laughs> and he's a tech guy I mean, he's that's what he does for a living he's like yeah you need it's false false positive
1: i'm like ah, I, get, I don't i don't know i get the idea that craig's a pretty smart guy i mean he's created a couple of things for you correct
0: <laughs> oh yeah well he's created well in the book it's called the paranormal research instrumental communication device and it's Prick for short. Yes, it's prick and, for short, and he <laughs> created
1: it for you and Lisa, right? Yeah. So he created yeah. it for two yeah. women. At least his last
0: yeah. name is Crick, so it's kind of like a hunt yeah. a play yeah. on is that as well. But that's the whole yeah. other. Um, but yeah, he's out of Pennsylvania, and he modeled it after a Frank's box, and uh, tried to just scan his his thing with doing estes is like you want to scan all the frequencies, and how he explained it to me is like you want you don't want to miss those digital frequencies in between frequencies. Mm-hmm. So he used an analog radio and created this device where it's it's scanning everything he told me. Um, So we're not missing potential frequencies that maybe spirits can communicate on. So he's so smart. It's like above my level, but it's a pretty cool device.
1: Well, didn't he create a Tesla coil speaker as well?
0: Well, my husband made that oh, from a made, kit, okay. so I'm not, okay. not going okay. to not gonna, not gonna claim that you know Craig okay. made that or my husband made that. No, he got okay. a kit online and made it. Really? And we, yeah. So we've been trying to use that, not not as much success. Okay. Um, and the thing I even say in the book, like we have a lot of cool gadgets, but sometimes you're so pressed on time, or you're fumbling with so much equipment, you don't want that to take over your investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these things they all require electrical, you know, electrical input. So you have to make sure you're in a location that has electricity.
1: Um, well I, I the reason I bring that one up is I've seen Bill Chapel playing with a Tesla coil uh on, mm-hmm. on site at the at the Palmer. And
0: that's what yep, that's what gave Al the idea. So he found a kit online where you could build it.
1: Yeah. And I mean Tesla coils are nothing to casually play around with, but um, but he was. And this is some,
0: more of a speaker, yeah. So it's and, a little bit safer, than yeah. Yeah, A true <laughs> <and> <laughs> or like a Vandergaff, um, right? Dale Dale has used that in the past, like a Vander Vandergaff, and you have to be careful, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, and that and that was kind of how Bill was using it, but he wasn't using it in the safety of a speaker. He was using it out in the open, but he was pulling sounds in with it, um, and it was kind of a rough design. It's hard to explain how he was using it, but this thing was sparking out in the open, and I was just kind of like, "Is that safe, Bill?" He's like, "I don't know," <laughs> but it, he had rented the whole hotel, so I guess it was on him, um, you know. But but it was uh, you know, but it was fun to watch, uh, you know. But but yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, but yeah, it, I think from those experiments come the tesla speaker but it, it yeah it was um fascinating that's what it was that's yeah. that's the, yeah, just be careful
0: everybody listening i mean if you play around and just like like if anybody in your group has like a pacemaker or anything just be very careful like, yeah you needs to, because, like, don't mess around the with most, any sort of brain stimulator even for parkinson's like be careful like, right those stimulators please be careful
1: the most basic thing don't get your phone near a tesla coil it wipes it <gasps> You're you you will not ever get your phone back. It, yeah. it becomes a brick. Uh, that's that's the most basic thing. I mean, that's that's what Bill told us all when we were standing around. He said, first of all, take your phone out of your pocket and put it away, far away from here.
0: So, so did he do like a Faraday cage or anything to like? I, it, I don't know. Like, I know not, there's been trying to do experiments. Like, I've been wanting to put like my recorder like a Faraday cage to see what happens to, like, if you could get anything come through.
1: Oh, well, you know, with a, you know what, in theory, if you put your recorder in a Faraday cage, you wouldn't get anything. But would you, if it could go in there and manipulate the spirit? I don't know. No. I'm saying No, because in a Faraday cage, a spirit is energy. So it, but what it,
0: if, yeah, I don't It know. would dissipate.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, no, it, if anything, a Faraday cage would keep anything out.
0: One if it could go in there, but anyway.
1: <laughs> no, because it, here's the thing. No, you're
0: right. It's energy. Yeah. Here's the it thing, Nicole.
1: RF RF energy is what's what's picked up on the recorder, and RF energy would be blocked by the Faraday cage. The Faraday cage. So, yeah, you wouldn't get anything. So yeah, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. You wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you could try it, but I I, I don't think you get anything.
0: No, that if you don't get anything, yeah. I'll have to think on that.
1: <laughs> I gave it a shot. I mean, if, it, if you get something, I'd be impressed. <laughs> I'd be really impressed. Okay. But, I, I mean, that would truly be supernatural if you, you got that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But, but in theory, a Faraday cage, and I could be wrong, but in theory, a Faraday cage blocks all energy. And that should yeah. include RF. RF is some of the strongest energy that's out there. So, it, it, should, it should block it right clean out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you stick a radio in a Faraday cage, you shouldn't get anything. And a radio picks up RF. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Uh, I tell you what, let's take our break on that note. And when we come back, we will talk more about the Estes method. What it is exactly, because I want to clarify for the people who don't know what we're talking about, what the Estes method is. And we'll get into some of the examples of uh, some of your work, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about some of the locations you've been on, and what exactly you can pull from the Estes method. Why is it different from just listening to a regular old shack hack or Frank's box or any of those other contraptions? I'll put it that way: a contraption. Nicole, <laughs> uh, Nicole Tito is our guest. The book is out there right now. Is the am I saying it right that the book is called Ghost Voices? no it's Estes method and evps i'm sorry search
0: for ghostly voices that's
1: right Estes method and that's right that's i my apologies nicole Mm -hmm. but uh the book is out there right now we have a link in the description of this program uh for the book so you can pick it up during the break we come back more with nicole tito you are listening to the best in paranormal programming this is darkness radio Welcome back to the best in paranormal programming. This is darkness radio. I'm your host, Tim Dennis. Our guest is Nicole Tito. Uh, She is the author of the book that is out there right now. The book that we're talking about having to do with the Estes method, uh, Estes method and EVPs, the search for ghostly voices, which uh, we're going to talk about those ghostly voices right now and the Estes method and how exactly we go about this. Now, you're not the founder of the Estes Method by uh, by any means. And you, and you say that in the book. Mm-hmm. The Estes Method was created by who?
0: So the form, Estes Method is pretty much sensory deprivation, which, as you know, has been around for thousands of years. But like for the way that we're doing it now, it was started in 2016. So it's relatively new if you think about it. And it was at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, where it gets its name, by Carl Pfeiffer, Connor Randall, and Michelle Tate. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of the creators of this i would say kind of like a newer version of sensory deprivation that you could do during during ghost hunting investigations
1: and it's it's a little different than just sitting around and listening to a a spirit box or listening to a a shack hack or Mm -hmm. even the the shack hack being the pin being pulled off of an old radio shack uh radio i shouldn't say old because it I remember taking, taking and running around the Stanley hotel to every radio shack within a 45 mile radius and pulling the pins off of the shack hack radios that you know of now, uh, and selling them, um, at events, believe it or not. Um, but, and it's really easy to do, (laughs) uh, and you point that out in the book, um, But there is a difference between what Frank Sumption built with a Frank's box and what we're talking about here, like with an SB7, which an SB7 and an SB11, I think are night and day above what Frank Sumption built. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, because I feel like there's more control. You're able to sweep in like different, you know, AM, FM, forward, backwards, the audio, especially for the SB11, the audio output is a lot easier to hear. Um, It's not as quiet uh, so I think the white noise generated, you can manipulate it a little bit more and have more control on what you want to do.
1: Also, there's a con- yeah, there's a control in how fast you can sweep as well. I remember back in the day of the shack hack, you can only go so fast. And you would stop on certain stations. And it yeah. would create, I mean, you'd be able to pick up certain words and it would give you false positives because I can tell you a lot of people would just go straight to the AM dial because in a lot of cities, the AM dial had more stations than the FM dial, especially when you're in smaller communities. Mm-hmm. So you would get more results on the AM dial than the FM dial. Now there's more on the FM dial than there is the AM dial in a lot of, lot of uh, cities. Um, and they would want that they would want that result of getting words and would try Mm -hmm. to fit the words in with the story of what they were investigating. How much of a problem is that with that false positive?
0: I feel like it could be if you, if you, like you said, if you scan too slow, you're definitely going to get words or phrases. Hopefully if you are scanning too fast, um, you shouldn't get, I mean, you should definitely not get like a sentence by any means if you are, and it's not paranormal something's going on with your box but it, it could be a false positive I'm, I'm not gonna lie but i feel like once you start to do it more and more you could kind of tell um and if you're in an area you could kind of like if you're listening you can kind of almost tell the radio stations versus something else coming through yes if that makes sense it's and it's hard to describe i mean that's why i say you got to kind of almost do it to get that white noise feel mm-hmm. and be like okay that's like that um but like with anything there could always be false positives but i i think you kind of get into the rhythm and you you can be like oh this is something that is coming across and it's not from a radio station
1: well, there's almost a sound when you, when you hear it from a spirit, there's almost like a, it, it's almost like a guttural that comes out from a, a spirit as opposed to a a sound from the radio, which is very curt and Chop, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Choppy. choppy. Right. Correct. Um, but on top of that, you hear things and I've heard things from a, a spirit box that You aren't able to say on on terrestrial radio, I mean, you know, swear words, Mm -hmm. things of that nature, Um, and guttural, just guttural speech that you wouldn't hear on terrestrial radio, especially at that time of night. I mean, you know, you you just, you don't hear those things on terrestrial radio. That's just the the way it is. Um, Mm -hmm. Now with that there's more to the estes method than just sitting around how does how does the layout of this work you you obviously Mm -hmm. need more than just yourself
0: correct so i mean at the least you could have two people um so we we call them operators and receivers so the operator is the one that's running the session, asking the questions, uh, monitoring the environment. Now the receiver is the one that's going to be listening to that, that white noise. So the receiver is creating that sensory deprivation. They cannot hear anything besides what's coming in through their device, whether they're using SB 11, SB seven, plug it into whatever device is making that. So they can't hear what the operator is asking. So that's it's almost kind of like that real- time communication because the operator obviously knows what they're asking and what's coming through we can kind of change the questions um, and see if if they're getting responses. We tend to do it with at least two people listening um with their headphones we haven't done it on the same device yet but we have two people with their own two devices Mm -hmm. again they can't hear each other they can't hear the questions being asked and we a lot of the times the two people listening will start talking to each other okay which you know which you know i know you're very familiar with because a lot of people have gotten that um so for people listening out there the operator really knows what's going on it can hear everything if you're listening you don't you don't you're only saying what's coming through your box. And I say, try to say it how it comes through. So, if they yell, yell. If it's significant that it's like a male versus a female or a child, I say that. So, I'll be like, male voice. Um, And my team knows that. I know that's not common for everyone, but I like them to know if it's a male versus a female or a child. It might have some significance depending on what's going on.
1: So, those who have never seen it before, the receiver is wearing uh, wearing a pair of headphones that that are noise canceling so they can't hear anything on the outside they can't hear the questions that are being asked by the operator correct correct okay And they're blindfolded mostly, or they're closing their eyes so they can't see anything. So Yeah, and we've
0: been using, we just got new goggles that create kind of like a Gansfeld experiment where they create kind of a red aura. Um, They're pixel goggles, and there's there's a picture in the book as well. We literally just got them a couple months ago, so we're trying to maybe... Get those people more in a meditative state. Maybe they'll get more. Okay. Um, if they're more relaxed, because I'll be honest, sometimes you're so tense because you don't know what's going on that Go maybe if you are more relaxed, more stuff will come through. Just an idea.
1: Um, have used you used it too much? Have, in the few times you've used them, have you gotten better results?
0: About the same. They worked for me. Okay. Um, but again, if anybody has any issues with you know seizures or any sort of migraines, just be careful. Yeah, uh, one yeah. of the individuals on our team gets migraines bad, so she's not gonna. I just be careful because it could be flashing. Yeah. Um. Don't okay. don't put yourself at at risk. So nothing yet, but haven't used them much.
1: Okay. Interesting. Interesting. In yeah. And the product.
0: reason we say you know close your eyes, try not to open. You want to just immerse yourself in that environment, and you don't want to know. You don't want to know what's going on on the outside because if you open your eyes and you're seeing maybe your teammates in like cell block eight, you might be biased. Like, oh, why is why is Al in the cell block eight? Then you close your eyes again and maybe you, you start to, you know, hear things that your brain's kind of tricking you, you know? So I say, you don't want to know what's going on. If if you're in danger, your team should pull you out. If something really is going on.
1: Right. Right. So one of the scenarios that fascinates me a lot like what, what Adam was just describing when he was on the program is, is having two different receivers sitting there in a haunted location and then being able to talk in listening to two different uh, devices and then mm-hmm. being able to talk spirit to spirit or or having different results happening at the same time, which to me is, is absolutely mind-blowing because we, when we set up a, a spirit box session – we're expecting just whoever's going to come through that device is going to come through that device. So you have whatever spirits are in the room are trying to fight for attention <laughs> through one device. Now you have two devices set up, two operators, or I'm sorry, two receivers. Mm-hmm. You can pick and choose who you want to talk to. Um, and you know, yeah, you, you pick your operator and you can speak through them. Now, have you and and Lisa, if you're if that's who you're you're working with, have you managed to have a conversation between the two of you in two different spirits, or have you managed to bring through two different spirits?
0: Yeah, we've had conversations, um, Lisa and I. I'd say in a few locations, Crown Point Jail. We've had. I feel like we've connected with the same spirit. Um, And I know we have that clip that we, as we got like a number coming through Mm -hmm. and then other locations like the Monroe house in Indiana, we've gotten like two different spirits where one didn't really want Lisa to talk. Like I was more of the like aggressor yelling at Lisa to be quiet. So I feel like we've gotten two different, two different spirits coming in just depending on the location. Um, Same thing when Al and, and Jim go, they partner a lot together. It seems like, one will always want to talk more. And then a lot of times the other one's like, be quiet, be quiet. Don't tell them. It's like, they don't, another spirit comes through that never wants to share information,
2: really? which
0: I've I've noticed at a couple locations. So I'm like, is it something following hmm. not necessarily at the location that doesn't want other spirits to relay
1: information? Like, is this working well? I don't know. Well, what is that about? You know, it, it seems to me at a lot of haunted locations, and you just brought that up, that there's there's spirits that are willing to want to give information, but there's always that one spirit at that location, especially a malevolent spirit or a malevolent uh, yeah. uh, a, a, a haunting that's more malevolent than others that doesn't want the other spirits to talk. Like there's almost like a gatekeeper.
0: That's a really good word for it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know why, but it seems like it comes through like. That as well on the estes sometimes yeah no be quiet shut up shut up be quiet no (laughs) interesting
1: interesting well you mentioned crown point jail and and we've got a clip here the uh, estes method clip that we can play tell us a little bit about crown point jail and and what's the story behind that haunting
0: sure so crown point jail is just outside i mean it's in indiana it's in crown point indiana about an hour outside of chicago been there many times great building um, it was built in 1882 and closed in 1974, and it was known for being unbreakable. You can't break out of here. But in March of uh, 1934, good old John Dillinger broke out. <laughs> he escaped. <laughs> so he was being held there before he was going to be extradited. Um, and he got out, and he took two hostages with him, and and uh, eventually got over the border and was freed but i mean a lot of other tales since it was a long-term you know jail a lot of bad inmates there they had women housed there as well um there's a famous ghost named anna that killed half of her family so just a lot of particular things you'd hear with the jail just a lot of bad energy great building it's fun to be and i feel honor of like the town. so Still around the building because you know it's still kind of a lot of hustle and bustle down there. So a really good location. Then they have a lot of records. So if you ever want to go in there and do research, they they are doing a lot a lot of work there. Um, kind of retrieving everything and archiving. And every time I go there, they have something new for you to look at, which is amazing.
1: Really? Okay. Well, the first clip we have is is it's Lisa and you and. You're performing an Estes Method session at Crown Point Jail. You're acting as receivers. You're wearing headphones. Your husband and Jim are asking questions on the second floor cell block. So you're not together? Is this the... No, we're all together in the okay. same spot. Okay.
0: But Lisa, Lisa and I cannot hear each other. We're the ones with the headphones on. And Jim and Al are walking around the cell block, like the the, the second floor.
1: Okay. So here's that clip right now. We'll go ahead and play it.
5: What's cell number?
0: Seven.
1: Wow. Seven, seven. Wow. Seven. And yeah. And who is that who's saying seven? Is that you or is that Lisa?
0: So me and Lisa are both saying it. So if you, if you we're both saying it almost in unison. And at one point, we both say it at the same time. So the, t- the two men can hear everything going on. And Al asks, what cell number? And then me and Lisa, I had no clue what he said, start saying seven in unison. Wow! So we both we both got it, not just one of
1: us. Now, were you both getting it from the same spirit, or you both, or were you getting it from different spirits? You don't know. I
0: don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. And we were. T- we were apart. We were probably on opposite ends. Okay. Um. Again, we can't hear anything. I only. I'm only hearing what's coming through my sb 7
1: Okay. We have another clip here where you and Lisa are performing the Estes method on the first floor women's cell block. And Lisa gets some interesting responses. I'm not going to say what those responses are, but let's play the clip, okay? All right, here we go. You know what's weird? The camera
5: keeps focusing. It's got like this auto detect. Yeah. And it keeps changing. So I don't know if there's something in here that's
0: picking up. Maybe. It's like a, I don't know what you want to call it. There's
5: like a square there. Don't
0: leave.
1: We're
0: not leaving. Oh, hear me! That was a female.
1: We hear you. Don't leave. Wow.
0: So that's probably the same spirit because Lisa's getting don't leave. Then you can hear me. I'm. We're both listening. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I get you know help me, and then I I make note that was a female, and obviously I'm a little bit closer to the recorder, so. I think that was probably the same spirit that Anna. She likes to haunt that area of the jail.
1: Let me ask you this, Nicole. So, if you're both sitting there, why would a spirit go from one to the other? Why jump from one to the other if one is giving the message clearly? <laughs> That's a great question.
0: I I don't know. I don't know how and I, and I feel like I put this in the book too. I don't know how we're perceived. Like, are we perceived as energy by like the spirits? Like, how do they see us? And I've been trying to ask that more in my EVP sessions. Like how, what do we look like? Or can you see us? And I've never gotten an answer, but maybe it's just the way they're able to manipulate or see. Maybe it's just like, if I jump back and forth, I I don't know. If anybody has a good idea or theory, I'd,
1: I'd love to hear it. It's like trying doorways, like if the first door, uh, I'll try the first doorway and the second doorway, just, just in case.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, do they know if they're coming through? Like, can they see us react to like the, the you know, the help me and the don't leave? I don't know. Like, I hope that they, I mean, I feel like they can, cause a lot of these, a lot of times it's interactive more, but is there a delay on their side and like what they could do? I don't,
1: I don't know. Because we're kind of blindly shouting into the ether at them. Do you feel like there's kind of a half-blind shouting back, or do you feel like it's a veiled shouting back?
0: I think a veiled. Yeah. But it's so hard, and I feel like we always have new technology, and we think we're getting closer, but we're still in that limbo.
1: Yeah. It's it's all yeah. very, very interesting. Uh, we have another clip here, again, from Crown Point Jail in in Indiana. While walking around early in the investigation, you captured a weird voice. We won't tell you what it sounds like. We'll play it for you. There's also a buzzing noise in the background, and it's a server that's emitting a lot of EMF energy. So we'll we'll let people know that as we play this clip. We don't want people to misconstrue anything as we're playing it. So otherwise, I'm going to get a ton of emails here, uh, Nicole, (laughs) that's for sure. So uh, here's that clip right now. I heard it. We'll tell people what it says now. Oh, let's play one more time. Okay. Let's okay, play I one more time. Say, I'm, I'm ready to say, but let me know. All right. <laughs> let's play one more time. See if people pick it up.
5: This will probably throw up for you detector.
1: Attic. See, I'm wearing good headphones and I can hear The Attic.
0: Yeah, I think it sounds like the attic. Yeah. This was an EVP because we did not hear it in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the recorder going. We were checking out the place. And the reason I wanted to say about the buzzing is not only to tag it because it was loud, it's an EMF server, but it was emitting so much EMF. Our devices were going off like crazy, yeah. you know, our, our K2s. But maybe that was fueling the spirit, giving it yeah. the energy to communicate. So that's another theory. If there's a lot of EMF from like a server, maybe that can, you know, help a spirit manifest or talk. so I, I did want to point that out for multiple purposes for you know that's not that's not the paranormal noise, but maybe it helped the spirit say that
1: right, right. you talk about uh, in the book using an EMF pump or using uh, an EMF vortex. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that for a second because it it's um it's not unusual to use that however, it can affect, as you just pointed out, it can affect the the investigation. And although it's it, it's kind of like, uh, what's a good analogy here? It's kind of like um, priming a pump in in a way uh, to try and get a pump to work properly. Do you feel like that's cheating a little, like trying to trying to get a result by by? It's kind of like a baseball player using steroids in order to get more home runs, right? Um, you're juicing a little bit in order to try and get some results. Do you feel like maybe you're you're you know flooding the place in order to see if you can get an, an EVP? Do you feel like maybe you're you're trying too hard at that point?
0: I I never thought of it like like that. Um, yes, I guess if you think about like that. But I like doing that because then. I feel like maybe it gives the spirit enough energy to manifest, but that I'm also aware that it is going to, you know, if you have a K2 with you or, you know, another device, it's, it's, you're going to get false positives yeah. and you, you might get them for, you know, so you can't use that evidence, but Hey, anything I could do to help the spirit that I'm like, maybe to manifest I'm all for it. So I'm in a limited amount of time in a location. I hope it's not hurting them. See,
1: like, I, I was just going to take the opposite thing. Is it is it helping or is it an irritant? I mean, are you throwing out? Are you?
0: You didn't say the F word to me.
1: <laughs> well, that's true. But no, if, if you get an EVP that says "get out" or "what are you doing" or or something to to that effect, where the spirit's irritated maybe you flooding a field with emf is really just an irritant maybe it's like spraying mace in their eyes and saying hey come on out and play yeah um you know
0: potentially but then i feel like if that were the case a lot of houses by transformers or high power lines they'd all be maybe haunted because if spirits were aggravated in that area because it's constant flooding of emf um from those man-made devices so (laughs) i
1: Well, it'd be like it'd be yeah. like living near a store with a huge neon light. It'd be like you know yeah. when Elon Musk put up that huge neon X, and all the neighbors got pissed off and told him to take it down. You know.
0: Yeah, uh, I haven't gotten many cuss words yet, so I don't. I'm still gonna go with it. I I do think it helps the environment. I think it creates. I think it kind of energizes it. Um, so until I hear otherwise, I, I'm still gonna use it.
1: It's more. Uh, it's more uh, sugar to a, to a bee than it is uh, irritant, <laughs> then, huh?
0: I think so.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. I just figured. Oh, yeah. i I mean.
0: Oh yeah. I figured I'd ask. And, and, yeah. I to each its own.
1: But yeah. Well, no. It's yeah. it's fair. That's fair. I figured I'd I'd ask because I. I'd, oh yeah. I've I've never I've never sided one way or another. It's just playing. I'll be honest. It's there. interesting.
0: I've never had somebody pointed out that way, so I'm gonna like jot this down and be like, "Man, it was all over me with these things." But that's a good point.
1: <laughs> well, I I always wondered because you know there's.
0: Well, that's why I think I'm I am very respectful when I go on a location. I hate taunting and provoking. That's just not me. Mm-hmm. So that's I feel like going into a location. I, I I always introduce myself, where I'm from, why I'm here, how long I'll be there. Um, and I go into that a little bit in detail in the book, but that's just how I, I do it. So, I could see your point if I'm flooding them with all this energy, like what's going on, but I'm always respectful of a place.
1: It's, and it's it's introducing something into the environment that's not there, you know, in, in order to flush something out. So, you know, it, it's in, that, in that respect, you've gone from being part of the environment and investigating to being an intruder and, and yeah. looking for something so it, you know i don't know it, it's again that's the devil's advocate yeah. side of it nicole oh, yeah i'm not not trying to be an but ass then if here they but, like
0: the energy and like say somebody came to my house and was like here's some chocolate extra chocolate i'd be like yes
1: <laughs> yeah but they stepped into your home unwillingly <laughs> and went here's some extra chocolate is it poison chocolate or is it good chocolate um, oh, you don't know oh, for but, sure yeah you're taking it without knowing you no, know, without knowing without knowing true. what the motive is there. So <laughs> look at me. I'm just being an ass. <laughs> I'm just,
0: I like it though. It's keeping me on my toes. I'm like, oh, okay, let me see. I got to, I'm, I'm going to write this down. You're going to laugh. I will be writing all this down. I'm
1: just debating for debating sake right now, I guess.
0: That's good. Because then that lets us think in different ways. And that's, just,
1: I feel like that's what this
0: field is about. Let's think differently. Sure. That's how you, sure. that's how maybe we'll,
1: well, True. you know, it, it um, part of the discussion with Adam Barry when he was on and part of his book is talks about changing your thinking as an investigator rather than going in and poking the tiger in the cage and getting him to perform uh, is, you know, your, your thought as to what are we doing it for? These are human beings too. So, when you go in to a haunted location, what are you doing it for? Yeah you know what's the what's the true purpose of, of going in there so it's it's it takes it to another level and and it's actually a brilliant book so it it it, it was it was one of the more interesting interviews i think i've done in quite some time not not putting your interview down by (laughs) at all in the cold is just just
3: he always has he
0: always comes up with really interesting ideas yeah that's what we need i applaud that to help us think differently yeah so it's not get stagnant to not get stagnant do the same thing over and over again right
1: right and it just takes it takes investigation to another level it just Mm -hmm. it it asks well okay so that's nice you got evidence now what are you doing with it um you know or, or how are you helping that that spirit that's there that that human that was that's in that place what are you doing to help that human so it's it's uh, just an interesting interesting thought um so i have a clip here from randolph county infirmary can you tell me a little bit about the randolph county infirmary in, in uh in indiana
0: sure so that's in indiana um couple hours from Chicago, closer to Indianapolis um, County infirmary. It was a poor house. Um, as many of you know, like in the Midwest, I feel like a lot of poor houses, a lot of them, unfortunately, don't stand to this day, but a lot of energy in, in old poor houses, you know, even Ashmore States, as a lot of people know, in Illinois was a poor house, mm-hmm. just a lot of different energies. Um, so in Randolph County, it was um, burned down, rebuilt, Uh, in the 1800s. And gosh, it was kind of a location for for children, homeless, mentally ill, kind of a combination of things like you would with a poor house and typical hauntings. I mean, ghosts playing in the attic, children, um, you know, they claim to see a woman who may have fell down the stairs on like one of the floors. So just kind of a hotbed of activity. And I feel like it's kind of a newer location in terms of investigating. So I don't know as many people that have been out there yet, um, I know this is from a few years ago, but we decided this was a remote Estus method, as, okay. as I said before. So Lisa is in the haunted location and I am at home. Okay. So it's interesting. We were doing Estus, but we actually caught an EVP in my house, really? which is not it's not haunted. So this the voice you're going to hear is actually an EVP while we're doing Estus, because I get that question a lot. You get EVPs with Estus yeah but as long as you know you know you know i know it's not any of us because we're filming it and none of it's none of our voices okay well that's why this clip is, is it's interesting i have the video on my website if you want to look at it too and we're all getting filmed and this voice comes up and it's it's none of us it's not with estes it's an evp and it's from not my a, house
1: it's none of you all right let's go ahead and play that right now this is uh, the Randolph County Infirmary investigation here it is
2: are you able to communicate with Al
1: and Lisa at the same time?
0: watch here it comes it's today
2: huh okay wow so the
0: yeah so the here it comes it's today's lisa talk that's what she's getting on her radio yep but that voice before is none of us and you can hear jim at the beginning asking a question he's at his home in indiana okay um but that voice is coming from my house because i was running my recorder nobody else got it um, and my house is not haunted.
1: Let's hear um, it one more time, because, yeah. I mean, that is clear as day. Here it is. Yeah, and I have a video of it as well. Okay, here it is. Are
2: you able to communicate with Al and Lisa
1: at the same time?
0: Watch. Here it comes. It's today. Huh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And that's me at the end going, huh. Okay. So that's nothing at the end. That's just me talking. But yeah, it sounds like watch.
1: It does sound like watch. It's wow. Watch. Wow. It's like watch. Watch me do this. Like, yeah. I can and do then it. Lisa
0: says, here it comes. It's today. Um, she gets over her yep. spirit box and she's hundreds of miles away in Indiana. But the watch came from my house just outside chicago so
1: just wow <laughs> that is something that is something uh okay um this one is an evp clip and according to you it's one of your saddest evps is this nema is it nema colon castle nema how do you yeah they call it, it nema colon nema colon yeah okay. in
0: pennsylvania
1: okay what's the story behind the uh, castle
0: yeah, so cool location. Uh, you can investigate there. It's uh, a lot of the stories behind it was. It's built. Don't even ask me how to pronounce the river, but it's on. It's on one of these rivers, and one family lived there. A lot of cool history it was like an Indian uh, Native American trading post um lived in the same family gorgeous mansion a lot of the same furniture is from like the period time so just great artifacts a lot of historical significance of course being it was built in like the late 1700s so very old and like natural a lot of of the family members obviously died in there just you know just how the time period so good history run by the historical society out of um for nemicol uh typical haunting so we were we went up there to investigate uh and this I'll just set this up for you sure. this is my old Sony Nightshot camera so I literally just changed the CD uh, and I I walked out so if you hear background noise we're in another room but nobody's in the room and I just changed the um camera so this came from my camera recording of my Sony Nightshot plus
1: all right let's take a listen Okay, let's hear it one more time. Help me. Whoa. I heard it. Let's hear it one more time. One more time. Help me. Wow. Yeah, to me, it sounds like,
0: well, what do you think it sounds like?
1: I think it says, help me.
0: Yeah, like an old, I feel like an old male going, help me. Yeah. Yeah, and I walked out probably about a. M- two minutes before yeah so yeah wow. just kind of i know that's like still one of my saddest ones and i captured this gosh years ago um rosemary was actually on that investigation as well um was with dale when we were investigating that location
1: yeah hmm this last one you've already mentioned it before you've had this screech that has followed you for years Yes. <laughs> and you haven't you haven't come down to what exactly it is, or what's the story behind this again? Yeah, so I started
0: thinking about it probably like two, three years ago, and I call it the screech because it almost sounds like bird-like in most of the clips that we've captured it. Um, and looking my, at my notes, the first time I captured it was June 2009, Waverly Hills. Mm-hmm. The last time was June of this year, 2023, at, at Tinker Swiss Cottage that's in Rockford, Illinois, a okay. uh, museum. And I counted it 32 times and I got it on different cameras and different recorders. So I got it on like three of my cameras, two of my recorders, one of my teammates um, cameras. And also I've gotten it on the full spectrum camera. So I'm like, I've gotten at least six or seven different devices. Wow. And it sounds very similar in most. So what I did was I, I sent you like the short clip. So I, yep. I clipped it 32 times and put it all together Um, Sometimes we're talking over it. So sometimes, most of the time, we don't hear it. So most of the time, it's like an EVP. We don't react to it. Okay. I I don't know why. I don't know what this is. It's weird. So if anybody else has something like this.
1: All right, we're going to take a listen to it and see what exactly this is. Here it is.
5: okay
4: evening. showering
1: Either more stay in the timer following you, or it sounds like a bird. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And then, you know, sometimes we're we're talking because we're just talking, you know, my recorder was still going, you know, during the session or something like that. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't clip out all the times when we're talking, but it's, it's, weird and it's yeah, similar it's, it's and it's weird... not the same piece of equipment because at first i'm like oh it's just the equipment but i'm like no
1: no no it's yeah, no
0: not yeah. on seven different types of equipment both old and new yeah I mean, my sony night shots old but then i got on a recorder i got like a year ago so and i don't really manipulate my audio much i really don't that's i i just clip it i don't ever really tweak it that's just not my That's just my style
1: now you said your house isn't haunted. It... I don't think so okay but have you have you ever had like this is gonna sound weird but have you ever had like a big string of bad luck or anything like that or anything personally that make you think you're personally haunted
0: I've had bad luck I've had had weird things in the house but I almost take it as people visiting me like you know things falling over assault turning on I've had bad luck but I don't chalk it up to
1: being haunted Is this also? uh, This almost seems like it's something that's following you. You know. Yeah,
0: but I mean, but you know, knock on wood. I I'm pretty happy where I'm at with my life and yeah, yeah, things like that. So it's like I I, I don't think if it is haunting me, it's not winning because I'm overpowering it. Sure. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm not (laughs) saying it's no. Yeah, I don't. And it's it's been on. I I haven't sat down and I mean I made a spreadsheet. I don't really see a lot of correlated. I'm like, I don't know what it is. Is it something trying to communicate with us? Is it just following us? Is it attracted to our equipment? Is it something like, a, um, I don't even know what you're calling it. I know Rosemary used to say like a lot of different terms for like interdimensional beings and things like that. But I, I I'm not very well versed in any of that. So I don't know. And she's not around to ask her opinion. Um, I don't, I don't know. So I'm trying to get it out. There's anybody else have something like this or a noise that's following them or a voice. I think it's
1: a noise. It's like a screech. It's like a bird. Yeah. It sounds like a bird, but it, 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 it feels like, um, it started in Waverly Hills. So what followed (laughs) us? No, I don't know. Well, no, when you say Waverly, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like for lack of a better term, there's a lot of crap in Waverly, but I mean, it might've followed you from Waverly and, and it's, it's just around, you know, like it. It's. I don't know if it's interested in what we're doing. Yeah, it's thrilled yeah. with what you're doing know. because you're you you have these methods of communication, and it knows it can communicate. So every time you open up that channel, it says something. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes itself known, but it's not human. <sighs> you know it's almost wow. like it's i don't want to say it's elemental it's not an elemental it's oh that's it's,
0: so word. yeah i was uh, yeah and again i'm not well versed with that that's like i don't know
1: um maybe it is yeah maybe it's a i don't think it's a native american spirit i, I don't know what it is but it it um uh, i don't know
0: i just always know back when you know when frank's box first came out and um we were doing investigations with rosemary and she would put on her box it always seemed like shadow people were attracted to the box when she turned it on i remember her saying Mm -hmm. it so it's like how are we attracting like you said an elemental or something else by this communication like is it like hey what's going on but this has been what since 2009 is when i first noticed
1: it um it almost sounds like a thunderbird
0: <laughs> and that's, what, you know, we got it down in Alton, Illinois, which has the Pisa Bird. Bird. Um, we got it in Mineral Springs probably the most, which is right there by the the, the Piza Bird. And Mineral Springs is in Alton, Illinois, in the Mississippi. And I think we got it six times there. But that's when we got it on a bunch of different equipment. I got it on mine. I got it on Jim's. And I think that one evening we got it six times when we were investigating with Dale back in 2009. Hmm so i don't know <laughs> it's, i finally was like let me put this together the clip so I, I do have like a long clip on my website that's maybe two minutes that has a little bit more like of us talking if we're talking while while the um the noise comes through but again most of them are evps we don't hear it we don't react to it in real time
1: yeah yeah, it's not like it's it's uh it's clear audience or anything like that. Like you're not no, you're not hearing not it, disembodied not, yeah noise yeah. or anything. So you're not yeah, physically hearing it. Nope. It's just when you open up that channel, it's making itself known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. Well, I maybe if somebody in this audience who's listening to this program has an idea of what it is or they've heard it before, they could they could write in uh, either to you oh, yes. or to me. So yeah, hopefully we'll get an answer for it. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, You talk a little bit about the future of investigating in the book, but let me ask you, Nicole, as we begin to wrap up the interview here, um, what do you feel like the future of investigating is?
0: For me, let's, I feel like share, let's communicate with each other, get our ideas out there. Um, Don't let technology take over too much, but I really like, uh, I got to pick up Adam's book, like uh, watch how you approach like an investigation. And um, like, like you said, you know, stop, stop poking the, poking the bird or poking, poking at, but let's like get together, work together, communicate what we have and get, get our evidence out there and, and, and play off of each other. If you're like, Hey, have you tried to do S this in this way? Or have you used this device with this device? Like, let's try, let's share and and work together and not try to be, at each other or try to compete with one another because i like to learn off any everybody and if they have a question or i have a question let's communicate see what we could capture
1: let me ask you this do you feel like there is room in the field to go back to older methods like using a psychic on investigations or or even um maybe using things like table tipping or or any of that
0: Yes and no. I think we could keep it... I think sometimes we get so immersed in the equipment that you could keep it simpler. And I think we'll have success that way, too, as, as opposed to having just too much technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like... And, and even with, like, my everyday life, I think we need to find, like, our flow. Find how to connect and whether that be with a couple devices or how your energy is and work with it because i think everyone's a little bit different i might be good at audio or someone's better at video or like someone who has psychic abilities which i don't have they may not they could just go in there and and pull the energy Mm. so so i i think for me it's working working with each other and don't worry about how many likes you're getting or you know on youtube like reacting to certain things and filming like. Go in there, get the experience, and then share it with others as best as you can.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the book is Estes Method and EVP, The Search for Ghostly Voices. We have a link in the description of this program. Nicole Tito has been our guest and the author of that book. Go out and get it right now, folks. That's what we're encouraging you to do. Nicole, I want to thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. I want to thank my guest today, Nicole Tito. The book is Estes Method and EVPs, the search for ghostly voices. We have a link to it in the description of this program. I encourage you again to go out and get it whether you are a beginner in the field or an intermediate whether you are a beginner in the field or an intermediate in the field. In other words, if you're you know you've got some experience, and you haven't uh, you haven't been out in a while. You need to brush up on some of the technology in the field. It's it's really a broad based book with broad based knowledge in it, and is is good for a brush up. It really is. It's got some great stuff in it, and Nicole really knows her stuff, and she's she's studied under some people who really know their stuff as well. I was uh, I was pleased to page through it and and really brush up on some stuff that I needed some brushing up on as well. So. I found it uh, highly informative and a good book. So pick it up. Again, SS Method and EVPs, the search for ghostly voices. We have it in a link in the description of this program. You can just click on it and order the book right away. Check out the the, um, website as well for the team and check out some of their evidence as well. I think you'll find it uh, very interesting. So there you go. Folks, I want to thank you so much for continuing to tune into the program and to just being uh, good family members, we'll put it that way, and uh, continuing to listen to the program. Again, I'm going to remind you not to not to hold on to the programs for too long. We like to get credit with our advertisers for listening to the program, so if you could try to listen to it within two weeks of getting the download, we appreciate it. Uh, that way we get credit for the advertising and we get our advertisers coming back. That's what, what, that's what pays our bills and keeps us in business. And that's what uh, we appreciate so much from you. So if you could listen to the shows as soon as you get them or as close to as soon as you get them, we appreciate it. I know sometimes you like to store up the shows and listen to them at work or listen to them on your voyage to work, or maybe when you're working around the yard or whatever it is you do Uh, and I realize that it's a convenience. I do that with some of my favorite shows as well, too. Um, but, you know, it, it uh, like I said, it, it it helps us out and helps our advertisers out if you are able to do that within a two-week period. So we appreciate it if you could do that as well. We're on the weekend again, folks, and it's starting to get our to our favorite time of year. We're getting into October now, and it's a spooky season, so to speak, so... Uh, again we're wishing you a very happy October uh, Do something for yourself but do something for others as well Help somebody with their Halloween decorations this weekend uh, you know there's there's people out there that are, are infirm or some elderly that may need some help decorating around the yard or doing some yard out, uh, upkeep uh, you know help somebody out this weekend uh, if you can get a chance it, it'll help you help them it'll help you feel good about yourself help them feel good. Uh, just a little tip from your your friends and neighbors here at Darkness Radio. I want to thank you again so much, folks, for for being there for us. We enjoy being there for you. And we're looking forward to another great week next week of Darkness Radio. Uh, check out the archives at darknessradioshow.com. I've had some people ask, where can we get archives of the show or where can, where can we listen to old episodes? As of right now, darknessradioshow.com. There is an app that's good for iOS, uh, you can if you have an Apple device. Uh, there's a Darkness Radio app that you can listen to. We're looking to relaunch uh, maybe in the next three to six months the Darkness Radio Android app. Uh, in in the split, the Android app went the to to uh, to the other party, uh, so we need to relaunch it on the Darkness Radio side. Um, so we'll get that reestablished here shortly. And if you are an, an, a developer that's interested in helping us out with a, an Android app, uh, just hit me up at Tim at that, That'll do it, I think, for this week, folks. Again, we're excited about October and, and some of the stuff we're going to be bringing to you in October. I'm gl- I want to thank, first of all, Jess Lurie, who, who showed up and, and really uh, blew our minds this week. A nursing home for serial killers. That's all I gotta say. That blew my mind this week. The things you learn when you take the stroll down uh, down that lane, huh? And uh, I want to thank Nicole Tito for a great show this week as well. Uh, and and of course Beer City Bruiser, who always uh, who always brings it uh, on supernatural news and on dumb crime, stupid criminals. It's been a good week. For Beer City Bruiser, for Mally Fox, and for Jessica Freeberg, I'm Tim Dennis. Thank you so much, folks, for being here with us for another great week. We'll see you next week for another great week here on the best in true crime and paranormal programming. We'll see you next week on Darkness Radio.
5: Plus